Afternoon, saints. I'm going to the workshop. I don't know about you. You don't want to miss out, okay? So I would like to introduce our speaker for this afternoon, Dion Lambert. I'm going to read this because I didn't even know this. But let me tell you about him. I served with him at the pre-service prayer. He's an intercessor. He loves the Lord. I mean, when he prays, you're all like, is this guy, you know? Yeah, you get delivered just by going to the the pre-service prayer. Okay, so Dion Lambert is an equity partner and a director at Africa's largest law firm, um, Edward Nathan Sonesberg. He specializes in dispute resolution with over 11 years of experience and represents a wide variety of clients. He received his LLB degree from University of KZN with several merit awards and featured numerous times on Dean's merit list. Can you believe it? He did. Ah, oh, you can go ahead, clap your hands. Yee! <laughs> um, I'm so glad my voice is back. He did his postgraduate studies in advanced company law and is an admitted attorney of the High Court of South Africa, who's who legal 2016 litigation South Africa. He's happily married. They are expecting their first child. His lively wife is here. And Dion enjoys outdoor activities such as cycling, hiking, and running. And recently completed his first Ironman 70.2 event. Above all else, as I told you, Dion is very humble. I mean... If you know him, you'll know how humble he is. He loves the Lord. He intercedes for us as 12 us. Come on, Dion. Let's give him a round of applause. Come on, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The angels bow before him, heaven and at the door him. What a mighty, everyone, come on, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The angels bow before him, heaven and at the door. What a mighty God we serve. Beloved, I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. Can I get a good amen? God is good, and all the time, God is good, and all the time, come with me in your Bibles. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 to 6. Um, while you're getting there, a few weeks ago, I got a call from Pastor Lareco, um, and when I saw his name come up on my phone, the first thing I did was check my heart to make sure I'm right with the Lord. <laughs> Prayed this morning, read my Bible. The last thing he wants is, does say it the Lord, you know? So picked up the phone and he started to take me through uh, the Frontline series and, and what was being planned for church, the entrepreneurship. Siki shared powerfully on conflict. Um, and, and just week on week, and he said, he said there's, there's, one, sir, there's one Sunday we want to share on the corporate workplace. And his thinking was partnering with the Holy Spirit, excellence at work. And I was going, whoo, powerful, powerful. And, yeah. and then he said, and I want you to share on that. <laughs> and then it got real. Um, 
I seldomly tell people that I'm an attorney because most people have a joke about attorneys. Um, you know, so if you meet me, I'll talk until you ask me what do I do, and then I'll have to confess that I'm a lawyer. Um, and then you hear some witty joke that says um, something like, what's the difference between a lawyer and an elephant? The, law- the lawyer charges more. Doing, doing, doing. <laughs> and, then and then there's this one here that <laughs> uh, to me, a one plus one is two, and then you start putting disclaimers on, <laughs> just to be sure. Um, the first principle that I want to share on is that if we follow the principle, God will keep his promises. Can I get an amen? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a famous scripture. We say, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And what will happen? And he will direct your part. There's something that we must first do. We must keep the principle. You must trust in the Lord first. You must lean not on your own understanding. You must acknowledge him in all your ways. And then what will God do? He'll keep his promise. Okay? He'll keep his promise. There's something, there's stuff that we got to do. There's another scripture in Psalms that says, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Okay? Not the steps of a sinner. Okay? Not the steps if you're lukewarm. The steps of a righteous man. God goes to Noah and he says to Noah, I'm going to give you plans. I'm going to save your family. I'm going to save the animals. Okay? But the first scripture says, Noah was a righteous man and he walked with God. God just did Noah was a righteous man. There's stuff that must happen first with our hearts. There's some relationship time we got to invest. And when we keep the principle, God will keep his promises. Can I get a good amen? A few years ago, well, more than a few now, maybe about 15 years ago, I was uh, registering for university at the time. And um, I'll, I'll never forget, and I shared in the offering decoration all the financial challenges of trying to get into university, etc. But I remember when I was finally in the registration line, trying to pick courses, and I was registering for a social science degree, okay? And I asked people in front of me, I just asked random people, what do you think is a good course? And someone shouted, Management 110, Management 110. What do you think is a good course? Sociology. Don't do this, by the way, okay? <laughs> Plan. <laughs> um, and, and on. And someone said, do legal studies. And I did legal studies, right? And I did English. And, and, I, and I went into my first year, and my results were very mediocre, 50s and 60s. And in fact, I was very terrified. And I started banging on the doors of heaven, and I said, Lord, I need your help. Turn things around, turn things around, turn things around. When I left university, I left with an LLB degree, Okay? And God will direct your footsteps, okay? When I left university with not having money to raise, to pay the deposits, I left with no financial debt. And God will direct your footsteps. When I left degrees, after my first year of being mediocre in 50s and 60s, I left with Dean's Commendation, several of them, Merit Awards, several of them. And God will direct your parts, Principle number two, put in the hours. Galatians 6 and verse 7, we all know it. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever we sow, that too shall we reap. The, the kingdom of God is a governmental structure that, that flourishes on what sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. David committed adultery. Okay, David sent the husband to the front line to be killed, right? When David realized what he did, he repented. Went into the temple. The Bible says he tore his clothes. 
went fasting, cried on the floor, repented, repented, repented. But he sinned. The child still died. The governmental structure of God functions. Whatever we sow, we reap, okay? We have to put in the hours at work. If, we keep, if you sit under your bed and pray all day, and God tells you, I'm going to make you the CEO, but you continue only to pray, sister, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> you got to get up. You got to go into the workplace. You got to put in the hours. When I was studying, um, uh, when I was studying at university, some days we studied 17-hour days. Some days we didn't sleep. We studied straight into the paper and we wrote exams. We knew at that time to get into any big law firm, you have to be to hope to get into any, any big law firm. You got to be in the top 10% of your year. Okay. We knew that. We put in an incredible amount of time. One time my father stopped me and he said, he's worried I'm going to lose my mind that I'm studying so much, you know. Things were real. We wanted to get jobs and we are willing to put in the time. When I applied to, when I applied to get articles, I applied to all the big five law firms. Every single law firm made me an offer. Every single law firm said, I want you to come work with us. Okay? Behold, I set before you an open door. God will open doors when we put in the time, okay? Now unto him who is able to do abundantly above what we ask or think according to the power that works within us. According to the, we got to bring something, we got to bring seeds. The Bible says then he'll multiply 30, 60, and 100 fold. The hardest part about choosing where to go to was turning companies down, you know. This little kid from the village telling big law firms, I don't want to come work for you. And they say, what's the problem? Is it more money? We'll give you more money. Okay? Behold, I set before you an open door. Whatever a man sows, that too shall he reap. The next principle, your attitude determines your altitude. We've all heard it. Philippians 2 Verse 14, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Another version says, do everything without murmuring or complaining. When we get to work, let's bring the right attitude. Let's bring the right energy, guys. We are Christians. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's, there's nothing worse at work than working with someone that's lethargic, that's sad every day moping around the office, okay? No one wants to work with that person. No one wants to work. A few couple of years ago at the office we had, we had someone just like that, just always sad, you know? They're walking towards you. You just want to walk away because it's just, just uh, good morning, good morning. Just a, it was just, it was really, it was, it was, it was. And then one day we had the, our, our media party. Guess who was on the dance floor? <laughs> up and running up and and. Never left a, and we said this energy at the mid-year party, this energy. Monday morning. As Christians in the workplace, if we want to get ahead, we got to bring the right attitude to work. Okay? Paul and Silas danced in prison. In prison they danced. We got to bring the right energy to work. People that we work with, you want, you want them to like you, okay? And you want to like them. But it comes down to our attitudes at work. Let, let's read the scriptures. It's Colossians um, 3 and verse 23. 
Let's read it together. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working with, for the Lord, not for man, since you so, inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord that you are serving. When I started my career, um, I, I, came straight, uh, I came straight from Peter Marisburg to Johannesburg, and I never forget, two weeks into January, I got a, the, the plan was we would all go to Cape Town to do induction, all right? So it'll take us to our Cape Town office, and all the candidate attorneys would do induction at the Cape Town office. So get, get a flight. This is the second flight I've ever caught in my life. The first one is to come to the interview. <laughs> this is the second time I'm on an aeroplane, right? So I'm bowling. I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a flight. I'm going to Cape Town. And then they book us in to a hotel on the waterfront. When I opened my windows, it was the ocean, okay? On the waterfront in Cape Town, right? From my village back home. 24-hour room service. Okay? You get limit, unlimited calls. I was calling my friends like, Choma, yo, yo. At the, I'll never forget at the time, R. Kelly made a gospel album. And you remember that song? He saved me. He saved. I remixed. We made it. We made it. Got back, to, got back to Johannesburg. It was the end of January. We did two weeks in Cape Town. And then I got paid. We used to get paid on the 25th. I've never had more money in my bank account. Okay? I used to catch four taxis to get to university. Four every one to town, one to university. One from university back to town, one home. Four a day. I never had so much money in my life sitting in my bank account. I really believed I made it. And then they introduced me to my principal. You, you, God got a sense of humor. This guy was, this guy was really difficult. And he, and he just wore me down. He, really difficult. Come to, come to work with the right attitude, smiling every day. Joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, do, everything with, do, do everything with murmuring and complaining. In everything, give thanks. Sometimes, guys, at work, it's hard. Can I get an amen? amen? Sometimes there's some people at work that don't like you. Okay? Or that you don't like. Okay? Some days are hard days at work. But the Bible says in everything... Do everything without murmuring and complaining. So there I was, talking in the mirror. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Get to work. And, and I would have worked 17 hours. I would have, sometimes I worked without sleeping straight into the next day. Went home to wash and change to impress, you know. I was hungry. I was eager. I wanted to be the best lawyer. And this guy would always just be negative. Do you think this is good enough? Do you think this is good enough? Why did you do this? Why? And just every day, just every day, just beating me down, beating me down. And the cherry on top of the cake was this. Part of his vocabulary was vulgar, okay? So he'd swear at me. He would swear at me. And, and, I'm, and part of his culture might have been, that's okay. But back home, no one swears, right? And so he'd swear all the time and it just hit me. And some days I'd wake up just crying and just saying, Father, you know, I, I, before I took this off, I asked you where I should go to. I asked you, Lord. You said, I didn't even go for necessarily the one with the most money. I went where you said I must go. Why are you abandoning me? Why am I, why am I, why am I in this position? Okay? And just beating, beating me down, beating me down, beating me down. And I'll never forget, uh, one day the tears didn't stop. It usually stopped at home and I'll go and I'll be bright. It continued all the way in the car. I got out of the car still crying, wiped my tears in the elevator. Went into a meeting. This is about a year and a half into my articles. And at that time, all I was doing is praying to end articles so I could go back home. And the first thing, we went into this 8 o'clock meeting. The first thing my boss said, I got something to tell you. I've resigned. Hallelujah. 
You know, incidentally, the Bible says about Joseph and his brothers. Remember when Joseph was big time in Egypt, they came to him and he said, you meant it for evil, but God turned it around for good. Can I get a good amen? amen? Let's go to Proverbs 12 and 24. The next principle is excellence at work. If you ever came into my office in the last five years, what you'd see is this scripture, Proverbs 12 and 24. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in slave labor. Another version says, and the diligent shall rule. And the diligent shall rule. Saints, we are called to bear fruit. We are called to bear fruit, okay? Bible tells us that God took Adam, put him in the garden to what? To work. We are called to bear fruit. Psalms chapter 1 says, meditate on the word night and day. And you will be like a tree planted by rivers of water that will bear fruit in and out of season. We are called to bear fruit. Can I get an amen? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 11, 6, sow your seed in the morning, okay? And at night, let not your hands be idle. We are called to bear fruit. And God is sternly against laziness. We all know the scripture and it's powerful. Proverbs 24 and verse 33. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to what? To rest. And poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. A little, it doesn't take much. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. The diligent shall rule. The diligent shall rule. Can I get an amen? amen. And, and we see this, you know, all through Scripture, God calls us to bear more, more fruit. God calls us to go beyond, right? He says to Abram, look to the north. Look to the south. Look to the west. Look to the east. As far as you can see, I'll give you that land. God was giving Abram a choice. If Abram was prepared to be short-sighted and only look here, okay? That's all he's getting, as far as you can see. But if Abram was prepared to look to the heights, God was saying, and I'll give you that. He repeats the promise to, jo to, jo to Joshua. He says, wherever your feet shall tread, I'll give you the land. Joshua had a choice. Joshua could have taken two steps and gotten two steps. But Joshua could have run and run into the promised land. And God said, and I will give you that land. All through scripture, we see the calling of the Holy Spirit to go further, to do more. Elijah and Elisha. Elisha did double the miracles of Elijah. Double the miracles of Elijah. And, you know, Jesus called 12 disciples. Nothing special about them. Tax collectors. Nothing special about them. And he began to believe in them and speak into their lives. And they came to Jesus. Jesus, wow, the things you are doing, amazing. And then Jesus says these words. And greater things shall you do in my name. And greater things shall you do. You think I've done good? You think I've got to a level? I'm not raising people like that. I'm raising people to go beyond me. Okay? Your children mustn't come to our level. They mustn't regress. They, they must go further. Okay? God calls us to go beyond. God, should, I, should I apply for the promotion? 
Yes, you should apply for the promotion. Okay? Should I take up this opportunity? Yes, you should take up this opportunity. God calls us to, go, to do more, to go more, to be people of influence in the workplace. Can I get an amen? In Jeremiah 48 and verse 11, it says, Moab was at rest, like wine left on its dregs. It settled on its leers. And then it goes on to say, it was destroyed. We are not called to rest. We are not called to stagnate. We are called to go further. When my boss told, told us um, he's resigning, he left immediately on the day without serving a notice period. And so what we had at work is all these matters, yeah? And he tried to take the whole team, including myself, which I was so surprised because every day he was swearing at me. And then he wanted me to come with him. And I, are you crazy? <laughs> so I stayed and, and some people went and we had all this work. And God turned it around for good. I was a second-year second candidate attorney, and I was starting to do my own matters because there were just no hands around. I just had to start. I just had to get into it. And my growth curve, when I look over my career, that period was the steepest growth curve I've ever had in my career. From the situation that was so bad and toxic, God turned it around for good. Come with me, the, the next principle. The art of war. Some of you have heard it. As the... That business textbook by the general, the Chinese general, Sun Tzu. Um, and really, it's a book about strategy. Uh, if you with me, come to Matthew 10 and verse 16. Love these scriptures. The Bible tells us, Be as wise as serpents, and yet harmless as doves. Be as wise as serpents, and yet harmless as, as doves. And really, a lot in Christianity is, is, is based on gentleness, Right? And gentleness is a good thing. Um, we, we don't go running into your workplace and just wrecking lives. Okay? You get a bit of influence, shouting at people, hurting people. The Bible says we must be as gentle as doves. It's an important principle. Okay? But there's another side to the principle. The Bible says we must be as wise as serpents. Many times we picture you know, the old words and songs, a gentle Jesus, meek and mild. And oftentimes we forget that Jesus whipped the gamblers in the temple. Okay? He whipped them. He brought passion. He brought, he brought aggression. And sometimes you've got to do that in the workplace. Sometimes we've got, got to bring passion. Sometimes we've got to bring ag aggression. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. There is a time... In your workplace, where someone is running over you, where you've got to say, stop, okay? There's a time where someone's stealing your credit, where you've got to say, enough is enough, okay? Gentleness alone is not the whole scripture. The Bible says, be as wise as serpents, right? Get into the organization. Start to understand the landscape. Start to understand the promotion criteria. Start to understand what you've got to do to get to the next level, right? And start doing it. You don't need a promotion to start doing some of the menial things to get to that position, okay? We as Christians, when we go into organization, must add value, okay? We must add value. We must become indispensable at what we do at work. When I, when I got into becoming an associate, some of the people had left and there was all this work around, and our head of department would come, in, come to my office and say, please, can you do X? Please, can you do X? 
and I would do X. But when I was done with X, I thought what Y was. What is the next step? What is the next step that happens after X? And I would do Y. And when she came back to check on me a few days later, have you done X? I said, no, I haven't done X. I've done X and I've done Y, right? And then over every matter, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And she started coming to me less, less. Because every time she came to me, even the next step she was thinking about, I had done it, okay? And less and less supervision to a point where I started running my own matters. She stopped coming to me completely because she knew when she gave me something, I ran with it. I ran with it. I ran with it after doing it enough times. Excellence is just hitting the ball over the net and keep doing it. Consistency. I ran with it to a point where she said, I don't need to check up on this guy anymore. I know what he's doing and I like what he's doing. I'm going to leave him to do it. As Christians, we need to add value. Can I get a good amen? You know, the, the children of Israel, when they went into the promised land, they had to fight. God said to them, I've given you the land. And when they got there, there were tall walls of Jericho. They had to fight for what they wanted. There are times in our careers where we have to fight. I, I know it doesn't sound... There are times in our careers where we have to fight. Not just that. When the children, when the children of Israel established Jerusalem, you know what they did? They built walls around it. Okay? They, God was watching over them. They served the God of the universe and they built walls to maintain their position. They built walls. Okay? When you are in your position, do not settle. Do not stagnate. Do not regress. Build walls around the land that God has given you. No one must come and take it from you. No one must come and take it from you. Some junior employee that comes in, that learns your job twice as easy, should not be able to take your job from you. You must build walls. Build walls and then take the land. In the name of Jesus. Can I get a good amen? The, Bi the Bible tells us that God in Psalms 35 and verse 27, He delights in the well-being of His people. God gets excited. God is happy when we're doing well. Okay? God is happy. We, we need some people to go into politics. Can I say amen? Can I get an amen? We need some people to go into politics. We need some people to get, to get cabinet positions and be in positions of authority and power. We need some people to become team leaders. All right? So they can also, when they're working, counsel some people who are going through hard stuff at home. Right? We need some people to become CEOs that are Christian, that have Christian values. Amen. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 11 and verse 10 that the city rejoices when the righteous rule. The city rejoices when the righteous rule. You doing well at work is more than you. It's more, it's more than just about you. It's about so much, so much more. I eventually started to outwork my boss. I, I actually made a conscious decision that I will outwork my boss. When she, when she got into work, I was always there. When she left, I was always there. There's something about being available at work. There's something about being, when someone needs you to do something, that you're there. And I decided to outwork her. There, many of you know the, the, know, I've read the book by Malcolm Gladwell, um, Outliers. One of the first principles he shares is on the 10,000-hour rule. Okay? 10, 000, to become an expert in anything, you need to put 
10,000 hours into it, okay? If you are only having five hours of productive time a day, my brother, it's going to take you two decades, okay? If you get there, it's going to take you two decades, right? We are called to be productive. We are called to put in the hours. We are called to be effective at work. Can someone say amen? The last thing I want to share on is really that God makes all the difference. God makes all the difference. I got promoted in record time in our firm to become a senior associate. I was so excited. Got to buy a new car. Yo, you know, I still have it. Someone at church, one preacher said, what is the best car you can own? I thought it was a Ferrari. And the guy said, it's a paid up car. <laughs> it's true. Became an, I became a senior associate, and that year, I worked so hard. I worked almost every single weekend of the year. I got into such a pattern that some Saturdays I went into work, and I didn't need to go into work. I had this in me that I had to put in the hours. I went to work every Saturday. And, and when I was at work, I made sure to email my boss so she knows. So I'll, 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 you know when I'm, sending, when I'm sending an email to clients, I copy her. <laughs> Strategy. Guys, strate- st- there's, there's no need you being there. No one knows. <laughs> copy her. Copy her. When she comes on Monday, her inbox is flooded. Just Dion, 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 Dion. She must know. <laughs> Worked so hard that year. And in, in our organization, part of our, our, our promotional criteria is at the minimum, you've got to do two years at a specific level, right? So, so the, the minimum it takes to get promoted to the next level is two years, and most people don't do it in two years, and that's fine. And I did this, I did this year, um, and, I, and, I, and it was really an intense year, and my, my head of department came to me at the end of the year and said, listen, can you put together a promotion form, all right? You know the rules. Don't get excited. Don't think about it. Just put it. I want to see what it looks like. Put something together, prepared it, and gave it to her. And really didn't hear, didn't hear about it again. And didn't think a lot about it for about two or three months. And one day I got a call out of the blue from the, from, from the CEO. His name coming up on the phone. Whew, what have I done? <laughs> you know, my, my granny uh, who raised me, um, if ever I went to the principal's office and got a hiding, when I get home, I get another hiding. <laughs> So never go to the principal's office. That's what I, and the CEO was calling me and I was terrified. He says, please, can you run down to my office? And I go into his office and he says, we received your application to be promoted um, and everyone in the committee has been absolutely blown away. Everyone has been blown away. We can't believe the level and the quality of work that you've done in just one year. Okay, as he says to me. And, and in our, when you go from senior associate, the next level is you become a salary director, salary partner in our organization. And he says the committee has unanimously agreed to make you a partner in the firm. Yo! I jumped out. Thank you, Jesus, in the meeting. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He says, no, 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 calm down. Just uh, cal- calm down. Um, he says, we haven't decided to make you a salary partner. Yo! We haven't decided to do that. We've decided to make you an equity partner in the firm. Now, 
unto him who was able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we ask or think. This is the God that we serve. There's some God, God magic that God brings to the seeds that we sow. Can I, can I get an amen? Can I get a Exceedingly, abundantly, above what we ask or think. This is the God that we serve. And these, this, is the, this is the part that he has prepared for us. Can I get an amen? Since then, I've gone on and I've been promoted twice again and gotten more equity in the firm. And at some point, I got to manage a team of, a t- a team of lawyers, right? So I'm a, I have a team and I have some lawyers under me. And, um, and God has always just been faithful. God has just always been faithful. At some point, you know, you've got to bring in work to the firm. I don't have family contacts. I don't have an uncle say, oh, please send the legal work to us. I don't have that. But I know who Jehovah Jireh is. I know who the Lord, my provider, is. The Bible says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. David tells us, he says, I was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Neither have I seen their children beg for bread. I was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, and God has not forsaken us. And these, this is the summary of, of the principles that we must keep. We need to trust in the Lord. Can someone say amen? We need to put in the hours. We need to have the right attitude. We need to be excellent in what we do. And we need to strategize. Ndo, can you, Ndo, can you come? I remember le- reading the story um, a couple of years ago about, about this little kid and their father were out on holiday and decided to go uh, to the river, to, just to have a swim, in, uh, a dip in, in the river nearby while they're on holiday. Uh, and and the, the article said that the father and this little boy were in the river playing, and as the father turned his back for a few minutes, a crocodile gripped the little kid. The father dived into the water and grabbed the little boy by his hands. And the crocodile started to go into that spin and then let go for some reason. All this took mere seconds, but it felt like the longest period in life for this little boy and for the father. Later on uh, in the week, uh, one of the journalists went to the hospital and wanted to interview this little boy about his traumatic experience that that he had gone through. And the journalist went in and, he, and, and she kept quizzing him and said uh, she, his, his legs were all in bandages and thank the Lord it wasn't anything serious. Uh, and she said, you know, your legs are, are in bandages and tell me what happened and tell me what happened and tell me what happened. And this little boy who she expected to be, you know, defeated was in top spirits, top spirits, talking, talking and jumping around and talking and jumping around. And she said, I can't help but notice that you are so happy just days after this traumatic experience. And he pulled his arms from outside the bed and he lifted his arms. And in his arms were his father's fingerprints. His father held on to his son so tightly that his fingernails pierced the skin. And he said, look what my daddy did. Look what my daddy did 
stand with me? Lift up your hands. Do you remember the hard times at work? Father, look what you have done, Lord. You have been faithful. Lord, that time, oh God, where we should have been fired, but you brought us through. That time we were so stressed that at night we couldn't sleep and we shook because we were so fearful, Lord. But you have brought us through. Every eye closed. Lift up your hands. Begin to thank the Lord. Remember those times. I was a little boy from the village, man. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. But God. But God. But God. But God in your life. But God. But God. Thank you, Jesus. Can we give Dion a round of applause for that amazing word? We're just going to take a moment just to continue to thank God for what He's done in us. And I just want us to, yeah, just pray. (laughs) Jesus, we just bring our whole lives before you right now, Lord God. We are grateful for every small beginning, Lord Jesus. We don't despise those days, Lord God. We don't despise what you have done, Lord. And we commit to live excellently unto you, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray that you would be with us, Lord, as we are faithful in serving you, Lord God. We know that you will come through for us, Lord, that you are our provider. You are our God. You are our Father, Lord. You never leave us nor forsake us, Jesus. So, Lord, we don't want to just be encouraged and then walk away from here, Lord. We actually want to make a vow to you, Jesus. We want to commit to you, Lord, that we will do things as worship unto you, Lord Jesus, not for the sake of mankind, not for the opinions of man, not for security that the world provides, but to bring glory to you, Jesus, because you are worthy. You are worthy of our lives. You are worthy of our work. You are worthy of our excellence. You are worthy of all that we can bring, Lord. And so we just determine to live every day for you, Jesus. Every day for you, Jesus, that we would do everything unto you, Lord God. Father, we forgive people in our workplaces who have offended us, Lord Jesus. People that have brought us into disrepute, who have hurt us, Lord God. People that have overlooked us, Lord Jesus. Father, we do not want to be people who defend our own cause, who are trying to bring our own justice and neglect your ways, but we will be people that will trust in you as our defender, that you are the God of justice. And so we forgive. We forgive those people, Jesus. We forgive them. We commit them back into your hands, Lord God. It is not our problem to worry about them, Lord. We will do all things unto you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a round of applause? He's just so amazing. You are so amazing, Lord. Thank you, Dion, for that amazing word. It was such an incredible time. We're going to close our service now. If it's the first time that you're here with us, please join us in our guest lounge after the service. Um, you can sign up for our events at our computers in the back. We'll be beginning our workshop at 1.35. So that's in 10 minutes time in the conference room, which is in the sec- on the second floor upstairs. You can join us there at 1.35 p.m. Thank you so much. God bless.